Section 13 of The Complete Works of Brand the Iconoclast, Volume 12. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in October 2019. The Complete Works of Brand the Iconoclast, Volume 12, Section 13. This section is comprised of three articles. A memorial to W.C. Brand, a poem entitled Speaking of Brand, and an essay entitled Death of W.C. Brand. We begin with A Memorial to W.C. Brand. It has been suggested that the friends and admirers of Mr. Brand join in a contribution to mark the spot where he sleeps. It is proposed, if this meets the approval of friends, that it be a granite vase, some four or five feet high, surmounted either by a life-size statue in bronze or marble of the dead, holding in his hand a copy of the iconoclast, as if offering it to the passer-by, and the word iconoclast upon it in letters sufficiently large to be read at a distance of twenty feet. It is said by those who claim to know that such a memorial can be erected at a cost of some three to four thousand dollars. Many of his friends would not approve, and neither would he, if he could express himself, of anything that would require any large expenditure of money, while so many thousands of worthy men and women are struggling in vain to secure the bare necessities of life. These holding that costly monuments can do the dead no good, and are in bad taste in the living. There can be no doubt that thousands in the years to come will seek his grave to lay their offerings upon the shrine of genius, and while his will be marked, I wish to say in this connection, to those asking in what condition Mrs. Bran is left financially, that while she will have sufficient to keep the wolf from hers and her children's door if properly managed, that she will not have over a tithe of what it has been published that she would. Submitting these few words for the consideration of his friends, I can say, if a response sufficiently favorable come, then the proper steps will be taken to carry it out. If not, nothing more will be said, at least not from me. And as his friend, I would not approve of keeping standing in the iconoclast a list of subscribers to the fund. If the suggestion is carried out, it will be time enough to publish it when the work is finished and the statue unveiled. G. B. Gerald. The man who takes up Brand's work will only succeed, not replace him. He was a star of the first magnitude, and such bodies are not created in an hour, not always in an age. He who attempts an imitation, however clever his work, would stand before the world, self-confessed, a failure from the first. Booth and his favorite character inspired us. Joe Jefferson could only prompt us to laughter. Yet is not Jefferson without genius in his way? There is no reason, however, why he who follows may not be as loyal to the faith, as courageous in the fight, as Bran was known and acknowledged to be. The chief is dead, but did not die until he had blazoned the way for those who dare follow where he so bravely led. In life, Bran often said he wanted no mourning worn for him, save that which enshrouded the hearts of his family and friends, that the mere trappings of woe were but its limbs and outward flourishes, which too often failed to reach the heart. 
and now a poem speaking of bran by william marion reedy published in the st louis mirror died fighting april second eighteen ninety eight rare now is all his thundering he has fallen on stillness in the spring and even echo answers not in that dim land where all things are forgot his surging sentences his cadenced chimes of speech that through the seven climes wooed the many to rapt listening soothed by the wind of the dead men's feet he lies in slumber senseless sweet his fame his wife's and children's tears the issue that made up his manly years his hates and loves the burgeoning earth receives and list a little noiseless noise among the leaves of southern springtime pity does entreat a fighter's faults were his but strong the blows he struck at throned wrong beauty he loved as ever loved the brave the april air breathes beauty o'er his grave truth he pursued lo he has found her now she kisses the kiss of peace upon his brow his ears are filled with silence's sweet song fighting he died marched into the night his banner blazing with his bravery's light shot from behind the story goes to glorify him and to damn his foes the foes he fought were cowardice and fraud they have prevailed again but o lord god thou wilt raise up still others for thy fight rejoicing loud is in the house of sham bigots to themselves make deep salam shoddydom rubs its ringed hands in glee the ogre's scandal scourged at each pink tea peck sniffs pray that he has gone to swell the galaxy of bravery and the brains in hell great joy and small souls all not worth a damn but where men think feel as men can bon voyage through the dark good man they call and take up his pen lance and brandish it again against ignorance in power fortified with the myriad lies and every great heart fine soul cries as pledge of fealty here's to you bran what though he hear no rumour of our hail what though we follow searching for that grail a bettered world with less of woe and pain and better gods than privilege and gain out in the darkness by assassins sped tis better far to join defeated dead than share success with him whose soul's for sale thirdly we have an essay by george l hutchin published in the bloomington eye death of w c bran what a sable pall was flung over the spirits of countless thousands who heard last week that editor w c bran of the iconoclast was no more the heavens seem hung in black and the clouds are wrung of their stars wrote a saint paul friend who idolized the apostolic seer the world is dark with excess of grief for the immortal soul of an illimitable genius has been sent to its maker and scattered with the stardust of the Idarinian. William C. Bran was an apostle. Like Christ, like Lincoln, and others whom we deify, he was misunderstood and reviled, and a cowardly bullet pierced him in the back, a martyrdom of which he had a premonition. The head and front of his offending was strict adherence to the truth, though the heavens fall. He knew no fear, but was never an aggressor. The lamented Bran was an educator and an emancipator of human liberty and human thought the hypocrite stood in awe of his judgment 
when he indicted him to be arraigned before the great bar of public opinion he dipped his pen in acid that seared the eyeballs and wrote their sentence diluted with wormwood and gall it is not small wonder that the judas iscariots and the lemurs trembled at his power Brand's tragic exit from this vale of tears is inspiration now for jackals to attack his name luke the dull dull as they are not afraid to kick the dead lion while their ears wave to the seventh heaven of delight in earth life they feared his name but like ghouls they now go down into the grave to besmirch his memory and this too from those who profess to follow the teachings of the meek and lowly nazarene strange as it may seem to the hypocrite bran was a religious man his creed was the religion of humanity his biographers if they do him justice will write his name with the blood of the lamb high up on the flying scroll bran's friends and they are legion should not repine if he is not canonized as his bones are hearsed in death for quote, whenever was a god found agreeable to everybody the regular way is to lynch as the Baylorites did to hang to kill to crucify and excoriate and trample them under their stupid hooves cloven or webbed as the case may be for a century or two and then take to braying over them when you discover their divine origin still in a very long-eared manner so speaks the sarcastic man in his wild way very mournful truths bran was as the life-tree yggdrasil wide-waving and many-toned with fimbriated tendrils down deep in the death kingdoms among the oldest dead dust of men and with boughs reaching always beyond the stars and ever changeless as the immutable empyrean of eternal hope they could better spare the whole state of texas than william c bran while the galled jades winced beneath the scorpion whips of his satire and would have preferred fireballs they felt the potency of his dynamics and scurried to the soldier works of the masters for a glint of mental pablum they had never known before the editor of the sunday eye is in receipt of many letters from admirers of the late lamented genius they are rich in anathema and maranatha of brand's heartless and cruel detractors with one accord they have expressed the wish that i excoriate the revilers who desecrated by bludgeon words the sacrosanct acre of god in which reposes the mortal tenement of the sacred scribe i do not believe as mr charles campbell of anchor does that they should be gibbeted high as hammon nor do i think as mr c e stewart of miniere does that they should be lashed naked through the world and lambasted till death ends the heart-throbs i believe that they should be permitted to live until they have read the great genius and learned to understand and exalt him it would make them better for it religion would not suffer by it though baylor sank a thousand leagues beneath the seven-hued regions of tartacus the iconoclast minced no words when it dealt body blows they landed in the brisket and affected the solar plexus in a very apprehensive way lincoln was gentle and generous ingersoll was brilliant and broad but bran was all this and greater his untimely death was a distinctive loss to the march of civilization and a gain to the shams of hypocrisy which takes now a new grip on the english language to batter down the shackles bran had welded about them with public opinion 
bran was a reformer who meant reform he wore his heart upon his sleeve but would be cruel to be just he endured mental anguish great as was suffered in the garden of gethsemane as the sweetest perfume exhales from a crushed blooming rose so the sweeter and nobler sentiments welled up from the perennial spring of his fountains of love when most bruised and racked with pain i have no fear of his acceptance on the right hand up there where men are judged by their deeds and not by semblance of better things that a canting world may simulate he is in valhalla with the other battling heroes where the alabaster boxes of eternal love are showered upon the halo of their brighter radiance bran wrote to catch the wide world's attention that he might teach them gentler things than feculent shocks he was essentially an ascetic devoted to uplifting in his own sure way all the classes came trippingly to his and all the dogmas all the perlius of sociology and political economy were as an open book to him when he soared to the sun he never dropped into the sea from icarian wings his iconoclasm was the decadence of the social cesspool and the expurgation of money power which he believed was the ne plus ultra of anarchy and the genius of diabolical perfidy he preached as he felt tender and terrible loving and vehement a strange commingling of titanic vulgate and cooing peace brand was eccentric but all genius must have a certain leeway without being dubbed a quixotic he was a man whose loftiest ideality was purity in womanhood he adored children and was in many respects childlike he was as quote, the long light that shakes across the lake where the cataract leaps in its glory End quote. friend bran through blinding mist of sympathetic tears i say adieu this ends section thirteen